0: This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Today on episode number 268 of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, we're gonna take a look at what happens to your body if you know, you kinda take it easy for a couple weeks. And I'm gonna tell you about a humiliating way that I started the day. I guess I'll have to exercise. Oh, womp womp womp. Yeah, welcome to the logical weight loss podcast. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the school of Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're brand new, where you been? Been here for a couple years. And uh, look, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Uh, I'm just a dude in the, well, I used to be in the basement. Now I'm in my office trying to lose weight. And uh, I think the good news is I'm down like point two pounds. pounds. Yippee. I'll take that. But uh, this morning, well, here, let me tell you last week. Uh, I went to um, Podcast Movement in Dallas, Texas. Had a lot of fun there, geeking out, being a nerd. And uh, got to speak there. But the week before, you know how you have those those pairs of jeans, you know, the ones you've had for years, they're comfy, they fit you like a glove. Yeah. In the span of about 10 days, I put on my, my first string jeans and um, I had actually, which is the good news, I'd actually put them on and went bike riding. And apparently the friction of pedaling, uh, boy, how do I say this? Uh, I blew out a part of my pants that rhymes with stalls. How's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a weird place to just all of a sudden you're like, wow, I feel a breeze. And yeah, insert ACDC joke. And never mind, we won't go there. Uh, anyway, so that was the end of my first string jeans. All right, go to my second string jeans. These have never quite fit right. And uh, came into my office, dropped a pencil, bent over. Yeah. Blew out my uh the butt of my pants, and to make a long story short, the knee blew out in pair three, so I had no jeans to wear to Texas. So I go to Amazon, and actually, I didn't go to Amazon first, went to the mall, and of course, I'm 6'1. So technically, I've been wearing 34, 36 for years. Back in the day in junior high, I was 29, 36, and I might as well just put the word freak on me because nobody wore that. I was tall and yet skinny. So I could, I can never find 34, 36. So I got a 36, 34, which actually fit, which was kind of interesting leg wise, but I'm swimming in these bad boys because again, I'm thinking I'm a 34. Well, I ordered a pair of jeans on Amazon, same ones, Levi's 505 jeans, went to put them on this morning, and apparently I have a 35-inch waist. I swim in 36s, can't get my butt to fit into 34s, and I think part of it is like, what happened to relax-fit jeans? This is the same jean, 505 jeans, my butt will not fit, that's why the other ones blew out. Anyway, so it was kind of a depressing way to start the day to go, wow, I can't fit into 34 jeans. And when I wear the 36s, it's just an, it's, yeah, okay, so whatever. So now I have a pair of skinny jeans that I get to try to fit into. So that was a, a fun way to start the day. And you just kind and that's why I rode my bike to the office today. I'm like, well, I didn't want to walk because it was going to take too long, but I rode my bike. So if you've ever been there, Sometimes your body is just telling you, hey, butthead, you ought to get off the couch. And that's what we're talking about today. What two weeks of being lazy does to your body? Now, why two weeks? Because a lot of us have vacation. Now, not all of us do. But you go on vacation, a lot of times you're like, oh, I deserve to take it easy. I deserve to eat bad food. I deserve... What? So really what you're saying is I deserve to put my poison into my body. I deserve to let my muscles deteriorate. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be a workaholic, but if couch surfing is your summer activity of choice because, hey, this new thing came out on Netflix, oh my gosh, I got to watch it, you may be losing strength and muscle faster than you'll be able to regain it. And this is something, uh, you know, I turned 50 this year. If you are 30, can can I really, really have your attention? Or even 20, get in shape now. Because you read where it's harder when you're older, man, they are not lying. And so, you know, right now it's the season of poolside pina coladas, lazy days, vacations from the gym, which as uh, you know, if you're a, a swimsuit wearing gal or a chest bearing guy, uh, adds up to a, a less than desirable results. You know, I am the guy that will occasionally wear the shirt at the pool, um, but how fast exactly will your muscle tone and your strength deteriorate? Well, that's what researchers from the University of Copenhagen set out to determine in a new study in the Journal of Rehabilitation, uh, the Journal of Rehabilitation Medicine. So, to assess the effects of being totally sedentary, you know, as an athlete might be, if you injure yourself. The scientists used knee braces to immobilize one leg of 17 young men. and these were people around the age of 23, and 15 older men around the age of 68 for two weeks. And the study, um, these participants were instructed to use one, uh, to, I'm sorry, to use crutches and avoid doing any weight bearing activity without, uh, let's say that again. The study participants were instructed to use crutches and avoid doing any weight-bearing activity with the out of commission leg. In other words, leave that leg alone. Now, before the study, after the immobilization, and after a six-week retraining period, the scientists tested the men's body composition and strength in each leg. So they studied it before, and they studied it after. Now, not surprisingly, the guys uh, lost strength in the immobilized limb. That makes sense. Now, specifically, the young men experienced a 28% reduction in strength from baseline, while the older men showed a 23% decline. For the younger guys, this is like aging 40 to 50 years in a matter of days. And, uh, of course, simply being sedentary, you know, say uh, spending more time on the couch than moving around, isn't the same as completely Immobilizing one limb, but even the leg that the guys were able to use took a hit over the two week period. Both groups lost strength about 10% in the leg that wasn't put in a brace. Why? Because you're not doing the other stuff, you're not active. Now, this loss may reflect what happened to your legs if you were to take a couple weeks off from the gym. Um, One of the guys that did the test says, We measured the whole body activity level of the participants and it decreased by one-third during the immobilization, which may have caused the decline in strength in non-braced legs. In fact, if you're still using both legs for daily living but significantly decrease your activity level, you may lose more than 10% of your strength. If one leg is immobilized, you tend to jump around on the other leg, which trains the leg and counteracts the loss, says this person, Vigelso. But if you're just being lazy, you're not likely to hop around your house on one leg, meaning your muscle just could even just be, just, you just lose it all over the place. You're draining muscle. So the decline in strength, this was accompanied by a decrease in lean mass, but only in the younger study participants. The 20-something guys lost about one pound of lean tissue in their mobilized leg. So why did only the young guys shed lean mass? The more muscle you have, the more you lose, which means that if you're fit and become injured, you're most likely, uh, you're going to lose more muscle than someone who is unfit over the same period of time. That makes sense. You got nothing to lose. How are you going to lose it? Now, what you can expect from a real-world exercise hiatus, if you reduce your daily number of steps from the recommended 10,000 steps per day to approximately 1,500 steps a day for two weeks, you'll lose about 0.55 pounds of lean mass per leg, according to the guy that did the study. And in the study, working out for six weeks, three times the duration of the immobilized period wasn't enough to restore the men's losses. To repeat that again, working out for six weeks, three times the duration of the immobilized period wasn't enough after, reach, after the retraining period, which involved both steady pace cycling and... And interval training, the study participants had regained some of their strength, but still hadn't returned to their baseline levels. They hadn't come back to where they started from, even the younger men, um, even though the younger men built back all of the lean mass uh, that they'd lost. So the finding left researchers puzzled. We thought cycle training, that would be sufficient to restore the men's strength um, since they had been so weak. It's possible that that the intense endurance training, again, three or four times a week, in untrained individuals may impair explosive leg strength. It's also well known that cycling doesn't improve strength very efficiently, and this may also be the case in uh, even very weak people. In other words, spin classes may not be the place to start after a long stint out of the gym, although the training did. It did help decrease the men's total body fat. So you lost fat, but you didn't build muscle. So why do people lose strength faster than they can regain it? Well, the short answer is it's easier to break down than to build up. We lose muscle mass, we lose strength, we lose our fitness if we are inactive to save energy. It's an involuntary, I'm sorry, it's an evolutionary mechanism. Your body has no reason to maintain muscle mass if it's not needed. They're like, well, I got all these muscles, they've been used in weeks, I guess we'll just uh, throw them out. So that means the unused muscle quickly wastes away. I'm melting. Okay. By contrast, if you begin exercising, it takes much more time to make gains because your body has to adapt to the new level of physical activity. They're like, hey, we had some muscles around here somewhere. Anybody see what it's gone? Oh, crap. So the ultimate fix, of course, is to avoid taking too much time off from the gym. But when you do take a break, whether you've become injured or if you're on vacation, Strength training is the ideal way to recover your losses, says uh, Vilguerzo, the guy that did the study. Aerobic exercise can be added to your regimen, but shouldn't be relied upon alone. There's that whole thing again, saying how strength training. Lift them weights. If you're new to the show, I hate lifting weights. Even if done in explosive bursts, so the whole um, sprinting, that whole, yeah, To help rebuild your lost strength and lean mass. Aerobic exercise, it can be added. Um, It says, and even if you hit the weights hard, it's important to accept that it takes time to recover after an injury or a short-term inactivity. So what do we learn from this? It's probably not a good idea to sit on the couch. It's a long way to go for that, but this is where we've talked about this in the past that you can do all the right things and you, you know, you lose a pound, maybe you lose another pound. Things are good. And then you take like three days off. I had a weekend a couple weeks ago. I talked about this on the show where I just felt like crap. My give a damn got busted and I gained like three pounds. I don't know if it was quite that much. It was a lot. And this is where when I went to, uh, to Dallas, I'm in the airport. That's a great way to get your steps in. But you're on the, on those, um, it's like a treadmill, basically, where you're walking, but you're walking on a treadmill that's moving forward. So you're walking forward on something that's moving forward. And you're just flying. And it's weird then when you actually walk normal without being on that little track because it feels like you're crawling then. Think of what it would be like if you turned around and tried to walk backwards. If you've ever done that as a small kid because, well, you're an annoying small kid and you decide to go play on the escalator and try to go up the down escalator, and that's always fun. But that's kind of how it is, is we can't give up. We want to sometimes. It sucks that we can't take a break. Now, you do want to take a break, like a day, give your body a day to rest and get caught up. That's actually a good thing because you know, in theory, if you've done weightlifting, you've torn your muscles and... Now it's going to build them back up. But this is why weight loss is hard. Because there are those days when you're like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. And we just can't. Wish we could. Wish there was a way to magically lose weight by sitting on the couch. It just doesn't work that way. And so this is where I say again, I'm sure there's some guy right now that's 60 going, Dave, you're 50. Do it now because it's going to be easier to do it now than it is at the age of 60. Before we get to our next topic today, I uh, I always mention LogicalLoss.com slash support. That's a great place to go. Set up a new site, supportthisshow.com. If you'd like to uh, throw Dave a bone, even like a buck, you can donate via PayPal or a credit card. There's a link there to shop via Amazon. If you don't want to put out any extra money, just, excuse me, go over, click on the Amazon button, shop away, and I earn a small little commission. And it is deeply, deeply appreciated. I got two kids in college now, man. That is insane. And so we're going to talk about, if you're a regular listener to the show, I battle with Mountain Dew. And to be honest with you, I haven't had a Mountain Dew in a long time. Uh, Actually, I take that back probably about three days ago. But uh, can we be honest here? I, I just replaced iced tea with that Mountain Dew. So I'm not drinking Mountain Dew, but I'm drinking iced tea. And it, on one hand, I kind of go, well, it's a better bad choice. But, eh, you know, there's well, how about water? That would be a better way to go. And um, did you ever, here are eight things that happen when you finally stop drinking diet soda. Not regular diet. And so if you've ever thought to yourself, why should I give up soda? Uh, you decide to give up diet soda this is a good idea by the way if you want to have fun read the like label of coke zero i don't think there's anything that remotely was ever like a plant or something in that anyway um maybe you weren't hitting your weight loss goals or you couldn't stumble a long list of ingredients anymore that is kind of spooky or perhaps you heard one too many times that well hey it's just not good for you whatever the reason when you eliminate diet soda from your diet It will improve your health from head to toe. Research on diet soda is still in its infancy, but there's enough out there to identify what you can look forward to when you put down the can and uh, cool down with an unsweetened tea instead. And again, my tea, very much sweetened. In fact, if you get McDonald's sweet tea, uh, because it's only a buck, I think there's more sugar than actual tea in their tea. This is from uh, Yahoo Health, by the way. It turns out the headaches you expected from a diet soda withdrawal um, didn't materialize. Now, I can say when you you detox from Mountain Dew, you will get headaches, and they will put you on the ground. But the good news is, you know, you can get through that. And it says, uh, and now that you quit the stuff, you probably find yourself thinking clearly for the first time in a while. That's because the chemicals that make up the artificial sweetener aspartame Uh, may have altered brain chemicals, nerve signals, and the brain's reward system, which leads to headaches, anxiety, and insomnia. This is according to a review in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And a 2013 animal study found that rats that drank diet soda had damaged cells and nerve endings in their cerebellum, uh, the part of the brain responsible for motor skills. And so taste buds are more sensitive. Things are going to taste better. It's not your imagination. Without your usual diet soda chaser, you may find that food has more flavor. It has subtlety. It's more enjoyable. And that's because of the artificial sweeteners in your diet soda overwhelmed your taste buds with an onslaught of sweetness. Aspartame ranks 200 times sweeter than table sugar. Splenda, you ready for this? 600 times more than sugar. So, like, your body's just like, wow, is that sweet. Brain scans show that diet soda alters sweet receptors in the brain and prolongs sugar cravings rather than satisfies them. Uh, We see our patients change snack choices when they give up diet soda, says Heather Brainbidge, who is a registered dietitian from the Columbia University Medical Center Weight Control Center, Rather than needing sugary treats or something really salty like pretzels and chips, they reach for an apple and a piece of shiz or cheese. When they try diet soda again, they find it intolerable, yeah. Suddenly I turned into um, Tom Brokaw, intoler- tolerably intolerably. That's a fun one, sweet. Yeah, so have you ever heard that? I know when I do go on the binges, when I get off the Mountain Dew wagon, when I actually drink one, I'm like, wow, this is really, I don't remember this tasting this weird. And like I say, i it's a battle. I'm winning it. Uh, haven't had one, like you say, it's like one a week now, which is, I, I can handle that. And now on the other hand, feel free to go, Dave, it's only one a week, then just give it up completely. So while you have started drinking diet soda to facilitate weight loss, quitting it may, be, uh, may actually do the trick. Wait a minute, while you have have started drinking diet soda to facilitate weight loss, got it. I'm gonna lose weight by drinking diet soda, really? A recent nine-year study found older adults who drink diet soda continue to pack on the belly fat. Look at my belly. The study piggybacks on research that found each daily diet soda increases your chance of becoming obese in the next decade. Anybody wanna guess? Let's make this a fun game, okay? You're having a daily diet soda. I used to work many moons ago in my 20s. I was a car hop at a burger joint called Dilly's Drive-In in in Akron, Ohio. And uh, I used to love the fact to be like, "Yeah, give me a double cheeseburger with bacon and uh, onion rings and fries and uh, a Diet Coke. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Okay. If you are having a daily Diet Coke, the chances of you becoming obese go up by... 65% 65% and a published in the diabetes care found that drinking diet soda, uh, a diet, soft drinks daily was associated with an increase in metabolic syndrome, obesity, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, uh, which leads to, you guessed it, heart disease and diabetes. Yep. How about bone strengthening? Yep. That's right. Quit drinking diet soda. Your bones are going to get strong, which is cool because I'm not really crazy about, uh, man, I see some old people, they're all hunched over and brittle. Man, don't want to do that. So putting down the soda may be the best way to improve your bone strength and reduce your risk of fractures. I've fallen and I broke my hip. On 2014, there was a study that found each daily soda increased the chance of hip fracture by 14%. So it's not a big deal. The chance of you being obese are going to go up by 65%, and the chance of you breaking a hip just went up 14% on postmenopausal women. Another uh, study found that older women who drank cola had lower bone mineral density in their hips. The injury, I'm sorry, the jury is still out why soda has this effect, Uh, maybe because it's just made up of stuff that we're like, "I I don't know what that is. But the science pretty clearly suggests that a soda habit weakens your bones. Your attitude toward food is going to change when you drop the soda. Uh, diet sodas have no calories. Right. So it's like free food. Sure. And people drinking them often feel it's okay to indulge elsewhere. Uh, um, she off the, uh, whatever her name was, Mrs. Bainbridge, sees her, Diet soda, drinking patients make poor food choices like burgers and fries. I just mentioned that, right? A double cheeseburger, extra bacon, onion rings with cheese. And um, I like uh, a Diet Coke with cheese. Yeah, put the cheese in the Diet Coke. uh, Because they think they can afford those extra calories. I got a diet. Yeah. Soft uh, soda often accompanies unhealthy foods. And again, sometimes those poor choices ah, become a habit. You condition your, to have a soda with chips, fries, and something sweet. And of course, we've talked about this in the, in the past. When you mix sugar and salt and fat, it's like crack, literally. Like your brain is like, and just wants more. And um, so you basically don't break the the junk food habit. Um, here's something else. If you're a boozer, you quit drinking soda. Yeah, that's right. You'll handle your booze better. Diet soda Get you drunk faster. Now, for some of you, might go, oh, that's it. Give me a Diet Coke and some whiskey. Uh, when you mix it with alcohol, your stomach empties out faster than if you used regular soda, causing a drastic increase in blood alcohol concentrations, according to an Australian study. Right! The American Journal of Medicine. And when you add caffeine, oh, uh, yeah, look out. Another study in the Journal of Alcoholism uh, clinical and experimental research found that bar patrons who mixed drinks with diet colas were intoxicated more closely, easily, and frequently. Your best bet for a mixer is to use club soda, which is a natural sugar and calorie free. So there you go. The Logical Weight Loss Podcast, helping you get your buzz on in a healthy way. I personally, not a fan of alcohol, That's what happens when you're married to an alcoholic for 10 years. Fat storage and diabetes risks decrease. We kind of talked about this already, but our hormones may explain the great paradox of why people gain weight when they switch to diet soda. A study in Diabetes Care found that drinking two-thirds of a diet soda before eating eating primed the pancreas to release a lot of fat-storing hormone insulin. Come on, pancreas, give us that fat-storing stuff. Now, when the pancreas is overworked, I'm going on strike Uh, from creating insulin to control blood sugar levels, uh, diabetes raises its ugly head. (sighs) I'm diabetes, (sighs) the pancreas called me. And a recent study in Japan found that middle-aged men, that's me, quit looking at my gut, who drank one or more diet sodas daily were much more likely to develop type 2 diabetes over a seven-year period. So your fat storage and your diabetes risk, they decrease. Kidney function, sure. Dumping all those diet Coke one, it's free. It's calorie. There's no calories in Coke one. Yeah, okay. But there's a bunch of probably stuff that looks like, uh, I don't know. um, What do you call that stuff? The green stuff you put in your car, the uh, antifreeze. There's probably uh, literally like same chemicals in that stuff. I I need to double check on that. I have nothing to prove that, but just I'm guessing... Somewhere in there. But uh, now that your body no longer has to make sense of the unpronounceable ingredients in diet soda, your kidneys can be back to clearing toxins, you know, the thing it's supposed to be doing, stabilizing your blood pressure, and absorbing minerals. Uh, one study looked at 11 years of data and found that women who drank two or more servings of diet soda doubled their chances of declining kidney function. And the last time I checked, you need those things. So... Why, what What can you expect when you give up soda? Well, migraines disappear and your focus sharpens. Taste buds are more sensitive. The scale finally goes the right way. Your bones strengthen. Your attitude towards food changes. You can handle your booze better. And fat storage and diabetes risk decrease. And your kidneys get a break. So if that's not enough, well, I don't know what to say when it comes to you know, besides the fact that I like my diet soda. It's funny how we identify with that. I have people from my days in high school that used to buy me Mountain Dew as a like a Christmas gift because I knew I was going to drink it. Uh, I talked to somebody, I was doing training. I hadn't done training in there in years. And I went back and and forget what it was. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're the Mountain Dew guy. And I was like, how, how, this is a receptionist that I probably had, I don't know, three sentences of, of communication with years ago. And she remembers me as the die, as the Mountain Dew guy. That is not a good way to be known. So, but I've got to quit drinking this stuff. I got to say goodbye to my sweet tea, say hello to water and see if I can get back into my skinny jeans. So. Again, if you'd like to support this show, go to, you guessed it, supportthishow.com, All sorts of links there for Amazon and donations. Really, really does help. Now, if you don't, if you want to do something to support the show, it doesn't cost a dime, like zero, go to logicalloss.com slash iTunes, and you can rate, review, and uh, subscribe to the show. And that helps us get found. We are a top 50 podcast. So how hilarious is that? is that there's a top 50 podcast in iTunes about weight loss and the host keeps losing weight and then gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight. I am getting my, um, my groove back on. I'm getting back in the swing of things. I actually, um, we'll, we'll get out the door here in two seconds. I actually, last year I was the director of podcasting for a big, huge social media event. And um, I looked at my year coming up I have a stepdaughter that is getting married in South Carolina. I have a stepson that just, uh, we shipped him off to Purdue. And that means we have empty nest syndrome. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, my wife's not handling it real well. Uh, She'll get used to it as always. But I have those and I have my day job. I got the podcasting thing and now I was going to have the new media expo again And to make a long story short, I wasn't really looking forward to it. And so we said that, you know, sometimes you have to say no. And I did. And so my goal now is I need to say no to other things and start exercising. We talked today about, you know, different things that happen when you just get too sedentary. So get off the couch. And that doesn't mean get off the couch and go get some diet soda, get off the couch and get exercising. So, I always want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes, and uh, I like this one, and that is sometimes we get so discouraged on where we are, and, you know, it's, we need to drop that. There's nothing we can do to rewrite the past. There's nothing we can do. We are what we are right now, but it's not too late to rewrite how the story ends, I know I was thinking of starting Slimgenics. This is kind of a uh, Weight Watchers alternative. I've tried just about everything. And $249 to start. And uh, they have a plan here where you receive specific easy-to-follow guidance for nutrition's meal planning, always with an emphasis on real food. But best of all, you'll be given the tools and education necessary to create a balanced and healthy lifestyle. Um, you have one-on-one support, so you can always stop by and talk to your counselor. I need a cheeseburger. And then SimGenics offers, here we go, a proprietary blend of nutraceutical-grade nutritional supplements designed specifically for weight loss. Now, here's the thing. I can't take that crap. I got high blood pressure, and a lot of that stuff is just good old-fashioned speed. Um, our supplements are formulated to complement your personalized food plan, and enhance your weight loss results, and also basically uh, take more money out of your wallet. Your program advisor will help you determine which nutritional supplements are right for you. And, um, you know, so it'll be, I might stop by there. I thought about that. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, 250 bucks is a chunk of change. But you may be hearing us, uh, you know, I'm thinking of doing that and uh, we'll see what happens just uh, because I want to try something, you know, again, maybe I should try, I don't know, drinking water and exercising more, but um, we shall see. I'm thinking about it. May not do it, but that's something I'm thinking of just to keep on trying because the only way you can lose is if you quit. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. If you're listening to this on a website, please consider subscribing to us for free on iTunes by going to LogicalLoss.com forward slash iTunes. You can contact me via email by sending an email to Dave at LogicalLoss.com or call in your comments toll free, 888-563-3228. Then won't tell you lies. Then I smaller thighs. Then I realize I guess I'll have to exercise.